Hello and welcome to ITIC Insight, the podcast which shares loss prevention advice from ITIC, the world's leading provider of professional indemnity insurance for transport professionals everywhere. Hello everyone and thank you for joining us for another episode of ITIC Insight. I'm Emma Lawerthy, ITIC's Marketing Director and today I'll be chatting through the latest edition of the Claims Review with, our, with the editor, who also happens to be our Claims Director, Mark Brackman. Hello. Hi, Mark. Mark and I are also joined by the newest member of the ITIC team, Aishagal Wallace. Hi. Aishagal will be joining us a little bit later in the episode. Just as a recap, the Claims Review is a roundup of recently handled and closed marine claims. The purpose of the publication is to help members identify potential issues and problems within their businesses in order to avoid these types of situations occurring to them. So, Mark, can you tell us a little bit about the claim Paradise is not twice as nice? Yes, uh, this claim is about a yacht and we've decided to call it Paradise and I should point out that's not the actual name of the yacht, we've changed it to protect the parties, the real parties involved. So it's an interesting claim. What happened is the member is a yacht broker and they're based in the USA. A lady who wanted to go on holiday and charter a yacht contacted her local travel agent in New York who then contacted our member down in Florida gave the budget and they produced a yacht called Paradise, which fitted the budget, but they accidentally sent pictures of another yacht with a very similar name called the My Paradise, which happened to be a super yacht, which is probably about 10 times the price. So the lady who wanted to go on this holiday thought, wow, this is amazing. This is a great bargain. I'm going to go for this, this yacht. And they signed up to the charter and it was all done and dusted. And then about four or five weeks later, the yacht broker sent over some more information and included a DVD video of the actual yacht. And when she played this, she realized that it wasn't the same yacht that she thought it was. So she was a bit disappointed that it was much smaller. So she got her lawyers involved and decided that she'd been misrepresented into the contract for this particular yacht and asked for it to be canceled. The owner did cancel it, but kept about $100,000, which they were entitled to contractually. And that's where it stepped in and we had to pay the $100,000 to the charterer who wasn't very happy. Oh, wow. That's a really interesting claim. Another featured claim outlines a shipbroker who had fixed a ship that was due to call at a Ukrainian port. Obviously, the fixture didn't go ahead, but how did ITIC manage to step in to help? Yeah, well, this is a very topical one at the moment. This is one that stems from the Russia-Ukraine conflict that's going on. This member took out the optional insurance of loss of commission, and that pays out where the fixture that's been agreed doesn't actually take place for one of the reasons listed under the insurance, one of which is a sort of war or conflict. So this vessel had to go into a port in the Ukraine to load cargo, but because of the conflict, it couldn't get into that port. The port was closed and therefore the fixture was cancelled. And the member came to us, told us about it, and we looked at it and it did fit under the criteria. So they got their full commission for that fixture that didn't happen, which was about $50,000. And just as an aside, we've created a dedicated web page on the ITIC website, which you can find at itic-insure.com with information and advice and circulars relating to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. There are also three podcasts dedicated to the topic. So if any of the listeners need any further information or support from the ongoing conflict, please refer to that web page. 
Back to the claims review, this edition is number 46. There is also a naval architect who finds himself on the receiving end of a claim. Can you tell us a little bit more about what happened to the naval architect, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. This is typical for naval architects. They were asked to design some vessels. I think ultimately 10 of these vessels were built. And when you design a vessel, your design goes off to class and class have a look at it and they so, so that the vessel is within class they make comments and they change things around and it, they send it back to you and usually they put their comments in a sort of a bubble and it's easy to see but on this occasion they didn't put it on a speech bubble they just put it directly onto the plans and as a result the naval architect didn't see that so they carried on they made the changes that they could see that were in bubbles but this particular one wasn't seen the vessels went back to class class approved it and the vessels were then built whilst they were in use cracks started developing on the hulls it was investigated everyone was looking into why this was happening and it turned out they found out that this particular class recommendation of tightening the, the strings had not had not been strengthened and it was going to cost four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to uh, fix all ten vessels so a claim was made by the owner of the vessels against the naval architect and ultimately the naval architect had made the error they hadn't spotted the class recommendations and they hadn't put that into their design however because we noticed that the vessel was being operated outside of the design criteria a little bit and also because class had in fact still approved it they hadn't spotted either that the stringers hadn't been uh, had not been tightened or strengthened we managed to get that down to about three hundred thousand dollars in total so we saved $150,000, but it was still a claim against our member for $300,000, which the club paid. So a good result, but still a very costly mistake. Yeah, absolutely. If we've got any fans of One Direction listening, then they might like this next claims example, which we've cleverly entitled One Direction, the wrong one. Can you tell us what happened in this claim, Mark? Yeah, well, this is a claim against an agent, and it's a very classic mistake, and it's something that we've seen quite a few times and this one stems from the Panama Canal but we've also seen it in the Suez Canal and, and various waterways around the world. Basically the principal wants to go through the canal and they ask the agent to book passage through the canal and the agent in this case did book it but they booked it in the wrong direction. Uh, so they booked it to go southbound when actually the principal wanted to go northbound. So as a result, what happened is they managed to cancel the incorrect southbound passage without any charge. And then they still had to get the northbound. And what these canals often do is they sort of reserve a few that you can buy for a much higher rate than you usually would if you've done it in advance. And sometimes even if you can't get one of those, they have an auction available where you can even buy them at, a, at an even higher rate. So in this one, the average slot price to go through the canal is about $40,000. When it goes to auctions, it can be as high as $450,000. Here, they did actually manage to get one of these late slots for about $180,000, so a lot more expensive than it should have been. But it was two days earlier and saved the owner two days worth of waiting around to get in. So what happened there is we managed to top it up so the, the owner was actually quite happy with the, the two days of safe costs knocked that off the price and it ended up costing the agent sixty thousand dollars which it did reimbursed there so a very simple mistake they just simply booked south instead of north and that was the result yeah very easily done isn't it that one 
As with all of the most recent editions of the Claims Review, we are continuing with our interview series with claims handlers. This edition includes an interview with Aisha Gold Wallace. Firstly, Aisha Gold, welcome to the team. Thank you, Emma. Just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit more, where were you before you joined ITIC? So when I first moved to England, I was working as a legal consultant. And before that, I was working at a private practice law firm in Turkey. Okay, and you've joined the team as an account executive. That's right, isn't it? Yes, I'm an account executive. And what are you looking forward to in your role as an account executive? So, well, the list is long, but I'm really looking forward to learn as much as I can about my role and meeting with the members and traveling to see them. Also recording as much as podcast as I can. <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> um, and just so we can learn a little bit more about you, what are your hobbies or interests when you're not busy with work? So I really enjoy reading uh, books on personal growth and law of attraction. Other than that, I love going for long walks, watching films and documentaries, films based on real life. (laughs) Also, most of the time when I'm at home, I spend my time singing and dancing. Oh, you'll have to sing for us in the office at some point. Well, thank you for joining us today in this episode. And to those of you listening who would like to read Aishigal's full interview, you can do so in the claims review, obviously. There are also 14 other claims. They're all marine focused. So please go and read those. And we hope you'll find this edition of interest. So thank you all for listening. And thank you to both Mark and Aishigal for your time joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to ITIC Insight. We hope you found this edition interesting and informative. To ensure you never miss an episode, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and wherever you get your podcasts.